everyone. Welcome to the SoCal, SoCal Summer Swing Out Podcast. My name is Andre. I'm your host, and I'm joined by a very special guest today. Hello, Brittany. How are you? Hi, everyone. I'm good. Thank you Thank so you. much for taking time out of your busy schedule to chat with me today. That truly means a lot. My pleasure. I mean, I feel like the last time I saw you, we were at Lawrence's house and you literally were in LA just for a couple hours just to do that little gig and then you were off on the plane again, right? Yeah, even on my days off, I there's no rest for my life. I, I, I try to go to all the things. So yeah, I, I had just flown in an hour before I sang there and then flew out an hour after I sang. So I take, took three flights that day. It's crazy. And <laughs> I, I feel I feel so blessed when I get to see you. Not to mention, we had one dance and you mentioned that was like one of your only dances that day. That was a treat <laughs> for me. Well, I felt honored. You. I felt the same way, honestly. I So you have to pencil me in when you see me for a little more dances than you would anyone else because you know I'm not always in LA so um, oh, but yeah. I really enjoyed our dance and yeah uh, at that event that was the only I think I danced with Heidi um, Salerno who's you know Balboa mm -hmm. extraordinaire um, mm -hmm. and it was just you and her so I'm very honest or honored to have my two dances with two fantastic people so I'll I'll take that as a win but I'll tell you more why I don't really dance at events anymore. I, I, it's more, you know, community for me and social, but you know, I, my heart was still full, even just from those two dances. So I'm grateful. Well, <laughs> if I may say the honor is all mine, the honor is all mine because that was absolutely a lovely dance. I think that was the first time we had ever danced together too. So that was chef's kiss, chef's kiss right there. Oh, <laughs> see people, I'm a good dancer. So <laughs> Ask me to dance. You'll have a good time. <laughs> well, there you go. Now, speaking of which, some of our listeners might not know who you are. So if you don't mind, Brittany, give us like a synopsis of who Brittany is. Oh, Lord. Um, the real world Brittany is a flight attendant. Mm -hmm. um, she is constantly traveling all over the world. Home is in Denver, Colorado, which I actually happen to be in right now. Um, mm -hmm. Flew in this morning. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, but my base is in New York City, and I do hold a lot of Los Angeles layovers. Mm -hmm. um, I bid them specifically because I was born in Inglewood, California. Hey. So I go home a lot, and I consider myself an honorary California dancer even though I do rep and claim Denver as my mm. home because I've been here for 12 years so um, I'm a little bit all over but California is definitely my home away from home per se mm -hmm. or my second home and uh, New York is my base so um, I guess I cannot complain I think I have it the best of all three worlds in that Denver has amazing dancing LA has we already know the best in the world and New mm -hmm. York is not too far behind that so I really could have it all if I wanted to, but um, work takes the majority of my life and what is left over, I give to school. I'm a full uh, part-time student in school for psychology and, um, you know, I'll get into some of the other things I do too, but yeah, that's, that's the synopsis of Brittany Caraway at the moment. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, this is, this is so cool because one of the reasons why I want to have you on this podcast is selfishly. I wanted to hear more about your story. I wanted to have dedicated time with Brittany ah. so I can better understand 
<laughs> like where you're from. I did not know that you were you were from Inglewood. Do you still have family there? Yeah, my family is off Crenshaw on 108. Um, it's the home. My parents are now living in the home my dad grew up in. They're taking care of my grandmother who has dementia. Mm -hmm. So I that's another reason why I come out often so that I can see her because with that disease, you know, it's a disease that deteriorates the mind and it's something that I always want to make sure that I'm around because to be at my age and still have my grandmother actually in fact I have both my grandmothers still mm -hmm. you know it's a blessing so I try to come at least once or twice a month to see her and make sure she's okay so I'm I'm in California often selfishly and sometimes selfish selflessly so um yeah I I love LA and if I could afford to live there I would but I can't so. <laughs> It is, it is on the pricier side, but we're always happy when you do come, which actually Thank gets me you. to my, my next question, because we talked about you being from California. So did you yes. learn how to dance in California or where does your dance journey start? Yes and no, but no, I'm going to say mostly no. I started, I grew up in Henderson, Nevada, which is a suburb of Las Vegas. So uh -huh. in the nineties, we moved from Inglewood to uh, my, my immediate family moved from Inglewood to uh, Vegas or Henderson. And that's mm -hmm. where I went to school. And uh, I was 19, started dancing just as after I graduated and was oh. in you know, college and just needed something to do. And um, I was actually a California dancer who was a close friend of mine that was on the Bobby Sox Brigade a long time ago, mm -hmm. who was doing that. And I would go out and visit her in California. And so I would go out and watch her practice. And then when she would come visit me, we would go dancing in Las Vegas. So I learned a lot in in Vegas. Obviously, my initial roots are in Vegas, but we would go. I would go back and go dancing to, at Lindy Groove and you know to California, and I would watch you know, my friends who were dancers in California dance all the time. So California has been, is very close to my roots of dancing, even though I can't claim that I originally learned in California from a very early part of my dance life. I have been traveling back and forth to California for dancing. So it's still um, very close to my heart. And I've known, that's how I know a lot of people for a long time, because I was 19 and a lot of people, there's I can name a few that, you know, have known me since I was 19 years old and, you know, have been around this whole time with me. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful to LA for that. Man, that must be, you must have such yeah. a rich, rich years yeah. of experience to be able to like say, yeah, I've known so-and-so for so long. But I imagine yeah. with that comes a lot of dance experience because when I danced with you, the minute we connected, I was like, damn, this is going to be so good. Uh <laughs> Can I speak to that? Go for it. So I've shifted my thinking as to, I, first of all, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, mm -hmm. I consider myself a social dancer. Mm -hmm. I don't like to put titles on things because I know I'm like trying to be all inclusive and everything, but you know, you have your competitive dancer. Mm -hmm. You have, um, there's, I feel like there's just different layers to our beautiful community. And for mm. me, I want to be that person that kind of mirrors and bridges the musician because I'm a musician first. Mm -hmm. I will always say that I'm a musician first and I kind of want people to understand what it's like to dance with somebody with a musician base because we're constantly listening to the music. Mm -hmm. But we'll still have fun. Like if, if you're listening to the music, you can play and have a good time because you're going to hit things in the music and you're also having that conversation or that dance with the musician. So 
Um, thank you for saying that. I, I am at the point where I am very happy with where I am. I'm definitely plateaued, but um, I just want to make sure that every time I dance with somebody on that floor, we're having a good time and that it's mm. the best two, three minutes we get to have together so that socially is what I you know like to do when I go out dancing is just to you know enjoy that two three minutes either with me and my partner and the musician or just me and my partner or just me and the music like that's mm. just kind of how I view dancing now yeah and okay so we can go in several different directions <laughs> here There's, so I want to I want to touch on the musician piece because you are not just a dancer you're also a phenomenal singer. Correct. So how did that start and how did you start singing for uh, jazz bands? Thank you. Um, I've been playing music since I was four. Ooh. Um, I've always I guess I've leaned toward music as my affinity. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was 10, I started playing the cello in middle school and just took off. Like, I'm pretty sure any instrument my parents put me on, I would have been excelled in it because that's what I have an affinity for. Mm -hmm. So my mom and parents put me in, you know, music lessons and just excelled in that. So all through from four to now, music has been a part of my life and uh, music education. Like I've studied Mm. it classically. So it's a big part of me. And like I said, I don't know how to not be a musician first. I don't know. Mm. When I hear music, I, I hear it from a musician's ear. So um, with that being said, um, singing, I always sang. I don't know how to say, uh, I don't know how to say it. <laughs> like, you know, we grew yeah. up in the Black household. We're very um, culturally, I don't want to, I, I love speaking about my culture, but if, if anyone is very comfortable and familiar with black culture, we are a very loud and expressive group. And that is <laughs> culturally tribal, even back to our roots in Africa. When mm-hmm. you go and you look at things, that's where our, our, you know, vernacular rhythm comes from. That's just who we are as a people. So, you know, growing up, I grew up going to family get togethers and, you know, being with my family and I'd be like, Brittany, go sing that song. Or my mom <laughs> will be cleaning the house, putting on a record and like, she loved Anita Baker and so she would clean the house singing Anita Baker and like she's a you know more modern jazz singer but I was exposed to that at a young age and then when I got old enough I would come back to LA visit my grandparents my grandpa's records were Miles Davis and Mm. all that and that this is like what you do in my culture so I grew up listening to jazz and singing and that was just a part of our family dynamic and cultural dynamic so I didn't know about like Lindy Hop or any of that we just danced you know, and we did do what's called Lindy Hop at our family stuff. Mm. We would sing, we would all, we would just all get together. And so, um, you know, my mom would always tell me, oh, Brittany has such a be- beautiful voice. And, you know, I love it when you sing, but it was mostly at home. It wasn't until I went to a performing arts high school that people were like heard me sing and they were like, you have such a beautiful voice. And they like, mm pushed me into like away from cello playing which I still do they were like no we need to get you in the choir we want you in this and you're already a musician because of your classical background so we're just gonna shift you right on over here so like most up until 11th grade in high school I played classically and then like choir got a hold of me and I went into pop and theater and like all that stuff so I've done a lot of I've been blessed to have 
got involved with the singing community, but um, I don't know how much more you want me to touch on it. I didn't even touch on how I got into singing jazz, but <laughs> that's how I started singing just generally. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that totally answers the question. That does, yeah. I have so many questions. I'm just trying to formulate <laughs> my thoughts, okay. find out which way to go. So <laughs> if I, did you, were you ever trained in singing or was this just natural? Bless. Um, of course, I use a lot of the skills that I learned as, as a musician in general. And then I've, I've, I've taken a few, you know, courses and stuff to help with breathing and things, but mm -hmm. no, it's all, I, I would say with the type of training I've had as a cellist compared to my singing, there is no comparison. I've studied the cello for years and, you know, practice that skill over and over with singing. I just did it. It just kind of, it just kind of became what it is it just mm -hmm. <laughs> so yeah <laughs> wow yeah no I just some people just have a gift and I'm so grateful for my voice I am mm. Mm. now so. speaking of your voice I've been going back to what you had mentioned with your family gatherings and how you used to sing and you said yeah. that you, people were doing your family were doing was doing lindy hop but it wasn't called mm -hmm. lindy hop it was just you were just moving you just the be music. fast dancing you know jumping around dancing to the jazz we would do the steps we didn't have, call it a name i'm sorry i'm just pulling something off no um we, we wouldn't we wouldn't call it lindy hop we just gotcha. danced we just we just did, you know, you with your cousins and then, you know, just to do that. So it didn't, it, it wasn't really called, immediately I connected when I started dancing um, Lindy Hop to things that I had started doing at a young age with my cousins at family gatherings. So, you know, my, my aunt used to tell me she would go to speakeasies and to USOs and do the Lindy Hop. But when we would dance at family gatherings, she never called it the Lindy Hop. So it's just interesting to me to, to see how much it's a part of the African or the Black or, you know, Black American diaspora. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's neat. It's just been there. It's just always been there. So. Yeah. And that to me is one of the beauties of swing dancing because yes as an african myself i very much connect with the drum beats that yes that west african do da da do da do da da do da yes like that speaks to my soul and so i can only imagine what it was like in family gatherings to like all sing together and to do like fast dancing without it having a name because it more it was more about feeling than about steps would you say that's accurate that's it Absolutely. A thousand percent. You nailed it. It's about the feeling. It's about what does the music feel to you? What does it have in you? What does a sad song, you know, with heartbreak make you want to move? You know, what does losing your job that week and wondering how you're going to pay your bills and you going out to the bar for a drink and you don't know what you're going to do, but you just want to move and you know, dancing is a release of energy and power, mm. not necessarily, not that it's a bad way having sad feelings. I think sad and anger is healing. If you're happy all the time, you know, and you don't release some of those sad emotions, 
which we'll get into that a little bit too, mm -hmm. then you're not, I shouldn't say you're not human. You're not, not human. It's human to have those feelings. And all of that can come out and translate into the conversation that is dance. And mm. so, you know, sometimes we would just be dancing to hug our mom because she had a tough day at work. She'll put on a record and we would just move with her and that made her feel better, you know? Mm. So it just, dance is transcending and so is music and, and it's a feel and, and that's, why when I listen to jazz and why I love it so much, it's to mostly happy for me. It's mostly happy, but there are times where the music is very powerful and you know much deeper than a, a happier emotion. So um yeah, like you said, you know, the, that rhythm spoke through you through your blood, through your ancestors. And that's another thing is that we're very, I'm sure maybe you can speak to this too, connected to our roots, even though mm -hmm. we may have been separated. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie about that, but mm -hmm. it's still in your blood. Yes. That's how to you. I'm sure you can speak to that. But. Yeah. It I think one of the things that drew me so much to Lindy Hop was because mm -hmm. I didn't know that it was an African-American dance. I, I like everyone else, saw like swing kids or saw the videos and there were a bunch of Caucasian people swing dancing. And I thought, oh, this is a Caucasian dance. Uh -huh. like, white people invented this. But I was still really drawn to it. Because, <laughs> right, everybody does. Yeah. Right. I was still drawn <laughs> to it because of the, the, the music. The music was the first thing that caught my eye and then it became community which right. we'll talk about soon but I remember at one point I was reading Frankie Manning's book like the ambassador of Lindy Hop and he was talking about feeling the music right he just he just felt it and that spoke to me because when they were counting music I was like okay that makes sense but for me when someone scattered it that was how I better accessed it you know? correct um and and that is so funny you bring up frankie go ahead go ahead no no you, you no you no you i was just i love that you brought that up because frankie he's supposed to be one of the icons of the dance for us right and so do you think frankie went around and was like i'm gonna like take this girl and like flip her over my head and almost drop her on her head and like that's what like the music made me do no he felt that in the moment most of his air steps were just i guarantee you probably some of it after a while was in his head but some of those first air steps heck no he was like oh this 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 jive is jumping it's hopping and like if my partner trusts me i'm gonna try something right like they didn't yeah. plan that no ain't no way somebody's telling me so this is what we're gonna do okay <laughs> like i'm gonna take you and when when we hear tab go but you're gonna jump down and i'm gonna lift you and flip you over my head ain't no way i would trust <laughs> i don't care I, I would not do it no <laughs> you better be feeling it in the moment because i was not going over your head if it were me but um but it it, it happened and look at what we have now so i mean i I, I will say that there's the, the dances change so much and I, I love watching yes. the dancers that that feel the music, dancers that really just embrace that music in the moment. 
um that just like speaks volumes to me which I did want to ask you about because I know that we see Lindy Hop like this super fun dance which is like expression of you said dance the release of energy and power and I've always seen it as like oh yeah this is joyful and stuff but I really want to challenge my thinking of what you said because a dance can a Lindy Hop dance can be sad too and it can be very uh heavy can you talk me through like where your mind is at on that Lindy Hop has changed for me personally mm. a lot in the last, I'd say, five years. And honestly, if it wasn't for George Floyd, I probably wouldn't be in the dance scene anymore for a lot of reasons. Um, mm. But I, I'll, I'll keep it lighter time because a lot of people before this isn't anything new that I've talked about I'm very vocal about it on social media I'm also vocal about it and talking about it with friends and things so my point basically is um, the music hasn't changed in the 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 heaviness of of what black Americans face Mm. this country has not changed in Mm. what black and people face not just black it seems like everybody's getting it now you know you can be anything other than a cis straight non person of color and it seems like they're coming for us so how the the dance for me shows that it wasn't always rosy because it wasn't it was segregated the dancers the films back in the day were separated if you were a person of color you were in a maid or servant role you didn't get a leading role you didn't get to be the fred astaire's the ginger rogers that that was not for you that started when the started and to frankie and whitey's lindy's hoppers and so many other dancers did get the acclaim but they didn't get the acclaim that some of the more hollywood um you know role models got not that they're not amazing but, you know, all of that still transcends, transcends to today in that, you know, we still get sad songs or something can happen in our lifetime, i.e. a shooting mm. happening all the time or, you know, um, you know, somebody being wrongfully murdered by for whatever reason. And maybe you're just not having a good day and you want to go to the dance of a release. What does it feel like there? Is everybody just taking in? the moment for themselves selfishly or are we honoring that person that lost their life a day especially if it's a person of color you know Mm. like where is there safe space for people like that where is there Mm. safe space for the lgbtq community or the people that intersect between people of color and our lgbtq so how is their art being able to be expressed through our community because Mm it's I think we've maybe have into this little box where you have to wear these little pencil skirts and you know victory rolls and honey I guarantee you that Don Hampton and some of the legends that were black women they weren't doing their hair like that they were wearing their street clothes they were wearing their hair the way that the hair was in the time they weren't being prim and proper for the dance they just went to dance Mm -hmm to dance and maybe they had a tough day. Maybe their family members killed that day. We, we don't know. 
so it's deeper than that and that's what I mean it's like it doesn't always have to be like a sad or a murder or anything like that but there's levels to it and you mm-hmm. know maybe if we opened our mind and had more of these discussions and talked and made people feel more inclusive and even you know I don't think I've ever attended a class where someone's like let's dance for the people who can't dance anymore mm. not saying you won't the dance but maybe first talk we learn about somebody in the past how would they dance this dance or they didn't get this opportunity or or you know if 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 you know taking it even deep or could say one last how would he express that through dance how do you think he would take his last dance if he were a lindy hopper with his daughter you know mm-hmm. like thinking about it from that level and to me i think that that gives credit to the black community because in so much we've had it taken away from us mm-hmm. so you know i have a lot of ideas and i'm not saying they all need to happen but it's not just all rosy like i'm gonna go to the dance dance, and make eight thousand new friends because that's gonna happen mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's gonna be times and there's times when even i show up and i am not this bubbly because i've had a rough day emotionally and i'm just going to can get a reset and to get love and uh, and maybe somebody can just dance with me the whole night like if it were you and I just dancing the whole night because you feel something wrong how mm-hmm. do we make that person feel welcome mm-hmm. you know I'm sure you've had friends come to the dance and they're like I had a rough week or I lost my job today or I lost my family member today with COVID we all lost somebody or something mm-hmm. how do we mm-hmm. dance through that I know we did it we couldn't but like you know what I'm saying like now that we can and we're back together, how do we help people through what they're going through? A lot of people are going through a lot of stuff right now. Yeah. So the dance can be welcoming in that. And, and we don't always have to make it bubbly because I think that that's some people away. Some It's clickish, And if you're not just presenting this certain way, um, it, it's, it just can be hard for some people. So I don't, yeah. I'm sorry. I, no. I would love for you ask more <laughs> no 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 this is this is exactly like the types of topics that i want to talk about if i hear you properly if i hear you correctly you're essentially mm-hmm. saying that the lindy hop scene could hold more of a space a safe space for anyone who's going through anything yes. difficult especially with people of color right Correct. now who are really struggling and if we hold that space for someone making them feel wealthy making them feel heard wanted and Correct. part of something would really help really bring that bring that community together more and dare I say help keep people of color in the scene yes anyone marginalized even even someone not marginalized any women you know who maybe feel uncomfortable maybe they had a rough day at work or were harassed mm-hmm. we don't know what people have gone through anyone in the you know the LGBTQ community is getting a lot of flack right now um, Middle Eastern community, uh, Southern uh, Latin American co- um, communities, where can we give them a space where they feel safe? Because I'll be honest with you, the Savoy allowed everybody in there. Mm-hmm. The Savoy allowed everyone to dance there. It didn't matter what color you were, what shape, what size, everyone was allowed to dance. So we need to do that. We need to do that. So um, that's, there are some things that I want to change from that era and make better. And I think we have the tools to do it. We just have to be willing to pull that trigger. Yeah. Sort of speak, take that risk. So yeah. 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 But uh, there's, a, I'm not saying we need to 
all do that right now, but <laughs> we can make a space for it. And this, all I'm saying is just look at yourself and if, if there may be days where you need the encouragement and then, you know, if you have a little extra energy that night, how can you be a more observant of people who might need that encouragement from you? So mm. yeah. try maybe making baby steps starting with yourself. So hundred percent. That's kind of um, how I look at it. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. So I do want to talk a bit more about the community aspect because I love how you mentioned the ways that we can make people feel more included, seen, and hold a space for people. You you know Andrew Jose, right? I love him. Yes, yes. Yeah. So Andrew Jose and Mikey Pedroza are two of the dancers who I look up to because yes. they yeah it's nice to see like someone who looks like me and who yes it's very rare to find someone who looks like me who has that same height you know, yeah I'm like oh hey <laughs> yes that's true yes <laughs> and like I look up to them because I thought oh it's nice to have that type of representation it would be amazing to have a lot more people of color and I know that the scene is working towards that um but I do have to say that with you seeing you sing um I think that if I I think that that really speaks a lot to like my dance experience when I see a person of color singing jazz like that is just different correct yeah and and I appreciate you saying that of course of course and I was I was curious because with dancing and it being jazz I know that you had run into uh, we had had there were discussions online about people not being asked to dance, right? Mm -hmm. And I wanted to tackle that and hear more of your thoughts on that. So to kind of touch on the point I just was making about you know the look and the feel, and thankfully, like you said, we are seeing the changes. Mm -hmm. There's still some disconnect with who is being asked to dance. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I do love dancing with my friends. I love coming mm -hmm. to dance and then, you know, I dance with the people who I know I'm going to have a good dance with, but I really try to make a point to dance with, especially if they ask me, mm -hmm. if somebody asks me and I know I've never danced with them before, I really try to say yes, because mm -hmm. one, I know it took a lot for them to ask me because it's just a fact that follows of color unless like darker, I should say darker follows of color. Mm -hmm. um, just don't get asked. This is a very white space, I'll mm -hmm. be honest. And, you know, follows of color are very different body types too. And I would say it's not that ideal um, pinup look. We don't have that. And I never really had that. I tried, I'll be honest with you, Andre. <laughs> I tried to, but... Um, I never could get my hair to do the victory roll for more than an mm. hour. And, you know, I switched to clothes that were breathable and wearing a sports bra because it just, it was comfortable for me and I felt more secure dancing in it. And I, I'm, I, I'm proud of that because I think it allowed people to like be okay with being like, no, I'm wearing comfortable clothes to the dance. I don't care. <laughs> but, um, with that being said, I, I definitely think it's more open to that, but even then people still, and for whatever reason, maybe they know that maybe black dancers are 
maybe no, more new to the scene because I will say there's more this is the most black dancers I've seen in Lindy Hop in the 19 years that I've been dancing and it's been a beautiful thing to see but I'll be honest with you I'm not even the best that I've seen like I am like all about Ursula Hicks right now and mm. you know like the, I got I got fans like Andrea Gordon I shouldn't say I got fans. I do have fans. I'm a fan <laughs> of people. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> like, like there are so many black follows on Alisa Sutherland, you know, that are like killing it right now. And I am just so happy to see them do it. And but taking it a step further, those are the ones that are competing and you know, kind of getting on the videos that I and and, and I know them on a personal level too. But mm -hmm. what about that follow that's like me, that was me when I first started dancing that wasn't a competition dancer and would just go to the dance? Just because they're not competing and they're in the spotlight doesn't mean that they're not a good dancer. And in fact, they're probably going to know the moves better than a non-person of color because they've been doing it since they were kids because their families play music and would say, here, baby, you go dance, or you go sing this song, and you would dance with grandpa, or your crazy drunk uncle, or your cousin, and, you know, it's this, they'll pick up on it really quick. I don't know if you've ever seen a black line dance, but most of those are taught uh -huh. at weddings, and most people are drunk, right? How the heck do you think we learn those steps so quickly? We're very, we're very into it. You just show us a few times, we'll get it, but you've got to give us that opportunity. Mm. So, you know, you got to imagine how it feels to come into a space that you see not a lot of people that look like you. And then no one asks you to dance. You're not going to come back. Mm. So, uh, and not just women of color. I only speak on that in, de in de depth because that's what I am. And that's what I have seen gets asked the least. But I am challenging you as a dancer, not you, but the, the viewer here mm -hmm. to maybe, even if you just took one dance out of, all your dancers at the dance to just go up to somebody and challenge yourself and be like, Hey, I've never seen you here before. Would you like to dance? Do you feel comfortable? Are you here observing? Can I answer any questions for you? Cause it may not even be a dance. They may just want to be like, what's going on here? Like mm -hmm. I, I hear some jazz and I like it, you know, that can make be the difference for somebody. And, you know, for someone to pay to be in a space. Cause you know, we know dances cost. Mm -hmm. If they are to go and not get one asked once or very few times, but then they see the same people getting asked over and over, how fair is that? Mm -hmm. I paid my $15 too. Can I get five dances? You know, so I'm very fortunate to have been around long enough where I'm going to get my dances in. And even if I don't get dances in, I'm usually talking to people. So I'm okay. <laughs> but, you know, like for if I were not that, I don't want someone to feel what I felt when I was four and five years in mm, I was mm. a volunteer a long time I I wasn't I didn't know a lot of people I didn't I I I've just been around a long time and you get to know people over the years and and I'll be honest with you too I've been to a lot of events but that's because I couldn't afford to go I volunteered at almost every event I've ever been to I just am now at the point where if you see me in an event I've either been invited or I'm working the event so it's and this last event, I just went to Showdown. I paid the full $230 that I did not have. But, you know, not everybody wants to spend their time even volunteering to do something, especially if they're not going to be asked to dance. But I just loved it so much that I was like, oh, I'll go. I'll, I'll volunteer. Uh, <laughs> I just really want a Lindy Hop. So. Yeah. I, I, I think there was one thing that you said about, like, you paid the $15. 
I know of dancers who come to SoCal and they pay the $15, but they don't get asked as much. And I did, I did the math once. It's 25 cents a song. So <laughs> you spend four songs not dancing in Indiana. That's a McDouble. That's like <laughs> <laughs> when you put it in McDonald's terms, that's a whole meal. Come on. That's a whole meal. Not a not... <laughs> <laughs> and so like I, I I hear you on the topic of like people not being asked to dance. I remember being new to the scene and no one asking me to dance. And I it wasn't until like they saw me swing out with a good father. They're like, ah, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. I know. I've been um, guilty of it. I'm not even gonna lie. I've been guilty but, of it. But like I you said something at the beginning that you like dancing with your friends. And so I think that's so true that yeah. we do like dance with our friends because maybe we only see our friends once a week. And maybe we don't have bandwidth to extend to others. But when we do have bandwidth, especially if I'm working an event, so or if I'm in charge of an event, I see it as my responsibility to reach out and make sure other people feel welcome. And yes. My uh my friend Jennifer Wang, she actually called me out on, on my shit and she was like, Hey, I see that you're trying to do all this community thing. When was the last time you actively went out and asked a person of color who may not have been like a petite body type to dance? And I sat there, I was like, Oh damn. <laughs> Man, I, I haven't. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. Like, that's difficult for me to say because as a person of color myself, I know how it feels right. to be ostracized. Right. And so I literally said, you know what? I, I need to do this. So I actively tried Kudos, to- Kudos, Jennifer. I got to <laughs> Holding us accountable. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's phenomenal. And so I was curious on that front, right? Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about community and asking people to dance. For any of our listeners who uh, may not be a person of color, how would you suggest they reframe their mindset to then seek out dancing with all sorts of people? Yeah, I mean, I, if I had a blanket answer that would reach everyone, I would give it. Mm -hmm. But, you know, after COVID, because I will be honest with you, I was a wreck. COVID showed mm. me some things about myself that I was like, ooh, I had some, some inner struggles. Um, so I respect mental health and I respect people's level of personality and, and extrovertedness. Mm -hmm. um, but first start with yourself, you know, say, you know, look at yourself before you go into the dance and say, okay, what am, what am I looking to get out of the dance this time? Am I focusing on my steps and I really just want to work with my follow or my partner or my whoever th this dance and I'm, you know, there's people who just primarily dance with themselves and, and I respect that because maybe they mm. might be working on something. I get mm. that. Mm -hmm. But if it's every dance that you have time where you can go and rent a studio space and work on that stuff. When you're going to a social dance, it's a social dance. So, mm -hmm. okay, yeah, I'll give you a night. You know, you're like working on your social dance or partner dancing socially with your partner. That's fine. But if it's, if I see you consistently and every time you're out, you're not expanding your mind to dance, maybe with not necessarily, necessarily even a person of color, just somebody new that you've never seen before. You got to look at yourself. 
what is holding you up? What's holding you up? What's stopping you uh, from dancing with that person? Mm-hmm. You know, and and make the adjustment. Um, just like if you were to go to work, you know, if, if your traffic pattern, I can speak to this as you Californians are, if you're, you know, 405 is being worked on and, you know, you're getting to work 15 minutes late every day. Do you not set your alarm 15 minutes earlier than you normally do? I got to do it as a flight attendant all the time. I hate it. I hate getting up early. I'm not an early <laughs> person at all, but I do it because it pays my bills, you know? Mm. So if imagine like we were talking about earlier paying to go to that dance and no one asks you just start with that I don't want to be the person that I see standing on the wall and Mm. if I have the bandwidth this evening to dance and just ask one person that I've never seen before or maybe dance one other time you know a few less than you normally do Mm -hmm. to make them feel good give them three minutes of yourself and you can change things for them that that's Mm. what I think that's why people just gravitate to me because that comes easy to me and I'm mm. grateful. I'm so grateful for that skill. That's why I'm a flight attendant. That's why I do things that involve people because I'm good with people. But sometimes it's hard for me too. And I don't have the bandwidth to be bubbly Brittany. And mm. I, I, I would just challenge even myself to say, you know, just even say hi, not even dance with people, just acknowledge that they're there and just say, it's good to see you or wave or, um, if I'm like emceeing or DJing, I'm always telling people like, come dance with me. Like, I, I don't want to be up here the whole time. The only time that like is when I'm singing, that's really hard for me to dance and be out of breath and all that. But like, if I'm DJing or if I'm on the stage, please, you know where to find me. So I tell people, there's no excuse. Come up here. You know, I'm up here. Come find me. So that's why I had made that post several weeks ago too. Um, I was, I was in my feels that night. I'm just going to be honest with you. Um, I was a little disappointed because I was DJing with four other DJs and this out of town person who I'm friends with on Facebook. It's so funny. Cause it's like, you added me on Facebook, but you didn't even ask me to dance at the dance. And I couldn't really get to a point where I can ask him to dance, but he specifically sought out the other like people that were at the dance that were at my level or above and uh, I was the only one I, I purposely watched him so I'm like I know he added me and I know he sees me up here I'm like cheering for all the performances I'm DJing like you know you know how it is running an event it's a lot yeah but I still was dancing with other people like I was dancing with my friends I was dancing I danced with the other DJ and like we're both working and we both are it just and so then like you know he had posted that he was in Denver or whatever and like I know people know I live here. I rep Colorado really hard. And mm-hmm. I, it's rare that I'm in town for dance. So it just really kind of hurt my feelings because it was like, oh, well, you're in town, but like, and I saw you at the dance. And, but if I'm at Camp Hollywood, oh, you're going to say, you know me. But when you come to my hometown dance, you don't even ask me to dance. Like, no, mm-hmm. like, I don't like that. I don't like that. Don't, don't, because you, I'm connected, want to be friends with me, but then you don't even want to ask me to dance. And I'm not even you know, like a baby new dancer. So I'm just like, okay, like I was all in my feelings about it. I'm like, I guess even then, like I'm still not good enough for some people. And it's just, it does hurt my feelings a little bit. So I don't want to be that person. Mm. Um, so I just challenge everyone to look at yourself first. And then if you have that bandwidth that day, challenge yourself to just dance with one person that you would not normally dance with. So 
Yeah. Oh, that's man. my advice. <laughs> yeah, no, that's such good advice. And what you were saying has so many layers to it and it's so textualized. Yeah. We could yeah. go on and on about that. I think that it's it's so powerful to put yourself in your own shoes, right? Like you said, I don't want to be that person to someone else. I don't want someone to have the experience that I did, mm-hmm. right? And like mm-hmm. the whole dancing with everyone else but you thing, I did a a podcast with Demetrio and he mentioned I love it's him. easy. Oh, he's he's phenomenal. He also spoke so a lot about the honor music. To yeah. Oh, I'm so he's a musician first too, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I just met him recently, but please don't don't stop. I just say I love Demetrio. So thank you for bringing him up. <laughs> oh, he is he is the sweetest. One of his songs, it's called Dancers in the Night. It's my favorite song like that of his. And I play it over and over and over again. He did a live show and he like played that song in the live show for me. I'm on the recording scene. This is for Andre. And I was like, oh, you're going to make me cry right now. (laughs) Yes, I'm going to cry. Look at how that made you feel though, right? Yeah. Look at how that made you feel. And just just doing that for you. Mm. Yeah, that. I want everybody to feel that. Mm. And especially at, if, if someone can feel that way from a dance, I have so many examples of people that said, so-and-so asked me to dance, so I came back or I stayed. I'm like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. I feel like it's so hard after, especially for the dance who've been like, you know, 10, 15, 20 plus years, they put mm-hmm. in the hours, they put in the time. Show did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then. I know that some of the organizers, they, they get burnt out because they, they've done so much. And that's where I feel like we as the new generation or the new people coming in, we have bandwidth, we have the time, we have the energy. We can put it for, which is partly one of the reasons why I started this podcast is so that other people can find this and hopefully be inspired to do the same, you know? That's beautiful. And thank you for your time for that. I um just the touch on the point that you said is that I mentioned earlier that I, w- I would not be Lindy hopping today if it wasn't for, you know, the events of 2020. Mm-hmm. I agree with everything you said in that we have to carry the torch. And how can I expect the scene to change if I'm not in it? And even though it's caused me some pain and it's not where I want it to be, the only way I can justify it changing is if I'm actively in it because I've had so many people come up and say to me, oh, it's so good to see you up there. It's so good to see you sing. And that song spoke to me, or I just love watching you dance, or I love dancing with you. And Mm. I can't leave that. I Mm. can't leave something that my ancestors started and expected to change without me putting an active effort into it so as long as I can I will do it I I can't say that I'll do it to the level that I used to because there's a lot of other things I want to do in my life mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I uh, Lindy Hop has saved my life in a lot of ways I didn't even get to touch on how it saved my life but I I just don't want to see anyone else go through some of the things that I went through in my early dance years you know Mm -hmm. I've thankfully been able to kind of outgrow that and I want to help people get to that point um 
I, I, I try to speak to everyone and I'll be on it. If I, if I could say one thing, like I am terrible with names, you guys, it's, it's, <laughs> it's gotten worse since COVID and, and being a flight attendant, but because I see, you know, thousands of people a day, it's, it's like, I'll see a face. I remember a face, but names it's, it's really hard for me. So if I smile at you and you're like, Oh, Brittany, I met you at such and such, or we danced before. And I'm like, yes. And I'll just say that because I remember your face. But if I forget your name, like, just know that that is a personal problem. And I'm <laughs> <laughs> but I will never be rude about it. I'll always be like, yeah, we did. Yeah. Come here. Give me a hug. You know? <laughs> yeah. 100% so, just being. And give people so. grace for that, especially, you know, in a social situation we may not always remember <laughs> but we will I will never try to make anyone feel uncomfortable or unwelcome in our scene never I think so. that's beautiful and just to touch back on what you were saying I could I could sense the weight and the heaviness and the meaning behind yeah. your words of that's why you're still here is because you want to carry that torch forward and mm. I just want to say that I'm happy that you're part of the scene. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people are happy that you're part of the scene. And you, you bet your ass when we're at an event, I'm going to find you and I'm going to dance with you multiple <laughs> times. Please. As with other people as well. But yes. Please do. Please do. Because if anyone's listening to this and Brittany's at the event, go find her to dance. Because it's a <laughs> treat every time she's there. Not only because she travels Thank everywhere, you. but yeah. That's a call out right now that I'm saying to everyone listening. Yes. And even if we can't dance, we can still enjoy the music together or share Boom. drinks together. I'm down for all of those things. We don't have to dance because I understand ableism as well and ageism. So we can, you can be like, Brittany, let's go listen to this song. I'll be like, yeah, let's go listen. Let's go see what the trumpet player is doing. Like, <laughs> you know, I love doing that kind of stuff. That's like right up my alley. That's actually... I tell people all the time, I'd rather be listening to the band. <laughs> mm. I get the most joy clapping and like connecting with the musicians because I'm a musician first. But um, I'll dance, I'll dance until my body says no. <laughs> Spoken like a true so. musician. Right? <laughs> um, man, we, we, we touched on a lot of great stuff today. We didn't even get to talk too much about traveling for dance, but I was curious before we head into like the closing part of the podcast, okay. are there any topics that you wanted to touch on that we haven't talked about yet? Oh, man. Um, oh, man, I, I didn't really, I, I kind of just like to let things come from the heart. So mm -hmm. I didn't really prepare any topics to specifically touch on, but I just tell everybody to keep, keep doing what you're doing and, and, you know, just let the music run through you. I don't know. <laughs> I, let the music run through. No, I feel yeah, that that's. Yeah. I feel like we talked about a lot. <laughs> so. We did talk about it. And I feel like there's so many messages throughout there, but the, we'll still ask, I'll still ask the question at the very end. So going into like the closing pieces, I'm going to ask one question that I didn't tell you about first, but it's just like a surprise one. So who are people that you would love to see on my podcast or you would love to hear on my podcast? And just shout out the first names that come to mind. 
<laughs> Andrea Gordon, because she is uh-huh. the most hilarious person I've ever met. She will keep you laughing. Um, please also talk to, if she's willing, she's shy. Uh-huh. Um, um, Kendra Dandy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know her, but she is not only a phenomenal bubble dancer, uh, but she is a accomplished artist. And I think a lot of time we forget in this dance how much talent we have just in the people that do this dance. Mm. She is one. Let her show you through the eyes of an artist as a painter. I, I mean, this woman is, I have her art behind me. Her candles are right next. Like she, this, she's, she's, I don't know if it's published is the right word, but she's paid being an artist. This is her career. So ask her to talk about Lindy Hop as a, as a, as a black woman and as an artist. And I, I think you'll be amazed because she's one of those people that every time I'm around her, she intrigues me. And I would say one more would be, um, you could maybe talk, I don't know if you know him, this is a bass player in New York. He used to live in Denver. His name is Ian Hutchinson. He's the bass player for Isle Viner's band. And he's the reason why I started singing as a jazz singer. And I'm so grateful to him. Mm. He, um, he, the way he slaps, it reminds me very much of like Slim and Slam. Like he's probably one of the closest bass players other than maybe a, an actual, I'd say black of that era bass player but whenever I hear him I'm just like oh that's Ian (laughs) from a musician's point of view and he's just like the just most quirkiest nicest sweetest guy and he just has an ear for the music and he gets it so um if you want maybe a little more musical in-depth person to talk to talk to him he and he loves Wendy Hoppers he loves dancing he's he's amazing dance with him if you're in New York he's he's just I just love him so Ian Hutchinson and I can put you in touch with him, Kendra Dandy, and of course, my girl, Andrea Gordon. So those will be my three. <laughs> well noted. Thank you so much. I yeah. added those to the list. We'll see how the schedule goes. Good thing I do this yes. weekly because then I'll have enough time. So <laughs> Right. <laughs> um, okay, so going into the final questions. So the first one is, if anyone wanted to find out more about your singing or your oh. dancing or your Instagram, um, what where can people find you? Yes, I um, have my personal Instagram, which is pretty much the only thing that has been active for lately. Um, it's at the letter B for Brittany, carried, C-A-R-R-I-E-D, away, A-W-A-Y-T-O-O. <laughs> so it is a play on my name. Name's Brittany Carey, so it's B, carried away too. That's my personal Instagram, but my band or my 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 singing persona's name is Sweet B. So mm-hmm. when I usually perform or MC or DJ, I try to get people to say DJ Sweet B, you know, featuring Sweet B using my 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 singing name. But if you call me B or Brittany, that's fine too. Um so you can also look me up by um following at Sweet B and her moonshine gang. So um I can send that to you to to type out. I don't know if you put a little link in there, but I haven't updated her in a minute, but I have a lot of content. So I do plan on updating here pretty soon. Uh, there are some things in the works um, mm. coming up that I may be, I typically sing late night at Camp Hollywood, but um, I'll, I'll 
I can't confirm that, but the last two years I have, so I'm pretty sure I'll be doing it again this year. And then um, maybe a couple other events coming up, but I will update my social media as soon as I have everything with the ink dry on it, I will update, but um, I'm great. Actually, I, I wanna say thank you because people have not forgotten about my singing because I was really not pushing it at all. And people are like, we want you to sing, we want you to sing. So thank you everyone <laughs> for asking for me to sing because you know, it's, it's happening. It's happening, even though I'm not making it happen. So thank you. It's happening. <laughs> it's awesome. Happening. <laughs> um, I will put all of uh, Brittany's descriptions and all of the, all the links down in the description below. Now, the, the second question I was asking is you travel everywhere. So we're changing the question to where you're going in the future to where are you going next? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so in three days, I'll be in Rome um, oh. for work. I don't plan on dancing. But in two weeks, I will be back in London and I've already hooked up with Mo Sakan, who is like also one of my heroes. Mm -hmm, I have watched her, mm -hmm. right, Mecca, right? Like, mm. oh, so I've already told her, Mo, I'm coming. We're going dancing. And she said, I think she's actually in town and not teaching. So if I can link up with Mo or Brie, if you guys are in London, um, Brie is wonderful and very much her and I very much alike on, on advocacy in the scene. And Mo too. So um, yeah, I'm going to London and Rome for my international trip. So I hope to get some dancing in. But hey, if y'all are in Denver on a Friday, Laura Keat has changed the Rhythm Lounge into what Atomic's uh, Balboa Room is like. So if you like going to Atomic in California, come on out to Denver on a Friday and come see us. Come on Tuesdays to the Merc. The Merc's been going on for 25 years. So you'll get, you know, Kenny and Delilah and Laura Keat and Heather Ballou and we got some champions here okay so come on out <laughs> <laughs> you'll dance with all good dancers there's a lot of really good dancers here even ones that I didn't mention so you know if you're here on the weekend you got Fridays if you're here during the week we got Tuesdays but for the whole week and uh, you know maybe make a plan to come to some of our events here we have Ballarado coming up in June if you're mm -hmm. a Balboa dancer so go look that up too. I don't know why I'm plugging all this stuff, but I just know <laughs> I love living here and I love people coming to visit. You can stay with me. I'm never home. So you get a whole apartment to yourself if you want to come. So Aww. hit me up. <laughs> that is so kind of you, Brittany. And man, Colorado is so lucky to have you. God, you want to move to LA? You want to move back? You can move hey, back. I will be there as soon as I can. In fact, I have three trips this month to see to see people in LA. So you'll see me around. I'm gonna to try to go dancing a couple times, so. Awesome, hopefully <laughs> my heel is healed by then and I'll be able to dance yes. again. Yes. Okay. yes, And this is actually perfect. So the last question that I ask all of my guests is what is a message you would like to leave to any Lindy Hoppers that are listening on top of the seven great nuggets you already gave throughout the hour? Oh, thank you for counting, seven is my lucky number. <laughs> Uh, I would say my one golden nugget is to listen to the music and always listen to the music. Um, there is no Lindy Hop without the jazz, you know, there's, and the jazz is never the same. The jazz is never the same. You will hear, you know, Swing Brother Swing and it's played differently every time you hear it, even if it's Ella Fitzgerald singing it herself. Mm. she's gonna scat something different every single time so enjoy that aspect of the jazz and of the music don't let it always be about the steps let it be about the music and you will never mm. have a bad dance oh man that is 
Man, that speaks so much to like what I believe, Brittany. I might yes. try not to be all like, ah, but damn, you know? <laughs> that is so, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. And if, also, if I can leave one more thing too yes, with yes. that, my favorite song to dance to of all time, if you put it on, I will always dance to it, is by Jimmy Lunsford's Four Dancers Only. It's literally called Four Dancers Only. Like the musicians made a song for y'all. Like it's perfect for a dancer. So it's just put it on, put, on, put four dances on under my link right now. So people can hear it and they'll be like, I see why she likes that song. Cause the musicians mm. literally are playing for you. So a hundred percent. To my point, for, just listen to that song. <laughs> yes. Now, if there are any Lindy Hoppers uh, from Lindy Groove, so there are some Lindy Groovers who are some newer dancers. If you're listening to this, check out the link in the bio, you'll see why. Okay. Yes. And that being said, um, if you are listening to us on Spotify, don't forget to follow us and rate us five stars. And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. All the information and all of our links are down below as well as Brittany's links. Brittany, thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. I'll do it again anytime, anytime. Oh, for sure. You we will. Call we'll, me. we'll talk about that other stuff on the second podcast, round two. Well, there we go. <laughs> we'll definitely do that. Now, just stick around for a little bit after I end recording. But to everyone else, thank you for laying us your ears, and I hope you all have a wonderful day. Thank you so much for laying us your ears on the SoCal Summer Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram, Spotify, and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're looking forward to putting out some great episodes for you, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye.